Teen Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Wow, look at these beautiful ladies in the house. Stephanie Forrester is here. Hey, Steph. Hey, how are you? How's Ohio? Oh, actually, it's very, very hot today. Nice. So, but it's nice. All the flowers are popping up everywhere. So it's so yep. funny. I don't know what it is about me, but we have this connection. So I call Stephanie a lot, but three <laughs> particular times I've called her, I hear this. Ooh! I go, what is that noise? She goes, it's, it's the town alarm. I have to evacuate. <laughs> How many times did that happen? Am I right? Like, it what always happens. I'm like, I know, do I go down to the basement? Where I, Exactly. She she answered the phone. I go, what are you doing? She's up in a basement. I go, oh my God, it's so funny. It was awesome. So she brings her sister in the house today. Adele Luttrell is here. Hey, Adele. Hi, good morning. Nice to be here. Nice to see you, of course. Rachel Seidel, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Youthwell.org. Everybody start punching that into your phone. It's an amazing organization, all supporting our kids. Um, and then right before we started this show, Adele Luttrell is going to be gracious enough and she's going to be donating some books to Youth Well. So you might as well tell Adele, what what is that book? Tell the two books that you've written. Okay, well, one of the books is called Why Me? And it helps children to understand uh, diagnoses with a serious uh, illness, life-threatening illness, but it can also apply to any kind of traumatic event or suffering that you know happens to a child it explains in child-friendly terms and then i've written a book called what's wrong with our mom and it explains bipolar disorder to children so i'm donating those books just want to get them out there beautiful thank you so much adele this is such a kind thing dominique hackett santa barbara wellness how you doing d good nice you have some books you're going to be sharing (laughs) Yep. Uh, we are publishing a cowgirl named Gita. You can get it on Amazon. And that's just a fun story where uh, a young girl stands up for someone who's being bullied and then people come together and it just um, it strengthens friendship and the importance of coming together for each other. And then our, the second book, Zephyr and Finn, is about a magic drink and how sometimes the the magic potion for one person doesn't work well for another person and it can make them uh not a happy person so he learns mindfulness changing chain uh mindfulness habits from an owl named echo they're two lovely lovely books i got i got a lot of that inspiration from you adele i just want to know like where are you getting these ideas from really a lot of this comes from teen sports radio (laughs) seriously so listen um we have only one recap. Romy Davies Sr., Santa Barbara High. Everybody else is finished up with their recaps. Recaps, And again, just such a joy to be able to platform these kids, help them get to the next level. And the feedback that I'm getting is we, uh, we have one going into uh, theater and they're definitely uh, – um also looking at broadcasting as well so anyways let's do this without further ado we've got a big show today folks let's get to 
Santa Barbara High School, Romy Davies. Thank you, Erica, and hello, everyone. This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting back from Santa Barbara, California, with this week's Espidon Sports Recap, which goes out to my friend Pip. I am very, very sad to report that this recap will be my last as I'm graduating high school this Thursday, which feels so surreal and bittersweet. Tomorrow is our last day of actual school, and then the days leading up to graduation are just graduation practice and senior checkout and all that kind of stuff. So it feels very, very sad, but also exciting. Um, I'll be attending UCLA in the fall and studying English, which is also very exciting. And I can't wait to tune in every week and hear all the updates that I used to give. But anyway, at the beginning of last week, Davis Flanagan and Andreas Siptal advanced to the final in their respective events of the CIF State Track and Field Championships. And then, incredibly, Andreas ran the race of his life and won a stirring 1,600 meters at the championships on Saturday at Buchanan High's Veterans Memorial Stadium in Clovis. He is the first Santa Barbara High athlete to win a state meet since Sam Cunningham in 1969. So incredible, incredible job to him. Coach Olivia Perdices said, we felt for a while like it was possible, but for him to come through and get it done, no words. Davis Flanagan placed 11th in the long jump, so good job to him as well. Unfortunately, that's it for this week's Espion's recap. It's a short one, but with the year coming to an end and sports being done with their respective seasons, it looks like that's all we've got. I'm so thankful to have gone to speak on the show, and thank you to everyone who's listening for tuning in. That is it for this week's Espion's recap. Thank you, Romy. All right, next up from chiropractic school, Richard Ellsworth, right after these messages. Fentanyl death is not a high. Don't let fentanyl lie. A killer in disguise that will make you die. Fly away peacefully from the mountains to the sky. Justin Bruce Forrester, 2-22-22, age 22. He left us all without saying goodbye. You're simply the And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Richard Ellsworth coming to you live from Life West Chiropractic College. And today I brought on a guest, Bryant Allen, who is also a student at Life West and a future network chiropractor. And uh, we have some cool tips to share with you today about uh, taking care of your skin. Um, we're starting to get into those, those summer months and the sun is beating down on us. And um, sometimes we need to come up with some solutions that we can use other than sunscreen. Because believe it or not, um, there are graphs, that uh, charts that indicate that skin cancer actually increased with the advent of sunscreen being produced. 
um, which suggests that perhaps sunscreen is actually leading to more skin cancer than actual burns from the sun. So there are some other things you can do topically as well as some things you can take internally. Um, so Brian, would you be willing to talk about some of the some of the things that you like to use for protection from the sun? Of course, of course. Well, thank you for having me here, Richard. It's a pleasure to be at Life West. You know, we love it. And, you know, if any of the listeners out there can relate to me, uh, I'm half Swedish. So, boy, do I burn, man. I can build that tan, but the sunburn's pretty unreal. So, I got four uh, pretty incredible stuff. Number one is a really cool one called astaxanthin. So, if you know sockeye salmon, they're absolutely stunning, right? That beautiful red color. Well, they are that red color because they eat a really cool microalgae that's called astaxanthin. It gives them that cool pigment. Uh, Japanese research shows that you, when you take this little affordable soft gel, uh, it actually can protect your skin for up to 90 minutes. Wow. Wow. Right. So, so you take it. <laughs> you take it before you go in the sun. Uh, it'll stay in your system in the day, but you definitely want to take it early in the morning. Very the, nice. Right. You ever heard? I mean, kids do not know this. Parents don't know this. Grandparents don't know this. Is awesome. What else? <laughs> Powerful antioxidant, right? And then everyone loves to eat tomatoes, right? But did you know that the actual main constituent in tomatoes is called lycopene? And it's talk about like a like for a like right so if tomatoes are that red boy do they help with sunburns it's an awesome favorite and for anyone out there that may have some prostate issues lycopene is one of the best ingredients for a healthy prostate and a heart as well pretty cool stuff nice pretty simple one on the list but actually also research shows from life extension, lots of peer reviewed evidence, uh, vitamin E, having a good tocopherol, a mixed vitamin E from uh, D alpha and alpha A acids is just so important to maintaining that healthy lipid barrier. And it's even neuroprotective and wow, you will sleep so good. But you know, my last one, my last favorite, what's a fruit that we all don't eat very often? And we don't eat that very often. Eat, uh, oh, okay. oh, no, fruit, fruit. <laughs> fruit, technically. <laughs> For me, it's but hard it's, to get pomegranates. Pomegranates. Oh, yeah, wow. it's hard too. We, we, yeah. Right? The yeah, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, let me tell you, the, the Persian culture, the Iranians have known this little kept secret for thousands of years. And there's one company that owns a patent to it. And they, they patent a very special pomegranate extract called uh, pomela. It actually comes from Mediterranean pomegranates. So most pomegranate extracts only get you egallic acids, which help lower blood pressure. This one, there is such a long list. Anyone can Google it. Um, they own the patent to it, but wow, it, it's a hydrating fruit. It's also common in Chinese um, literature and medicine. Balances hormones. It'll make your skin freaking glow. Wow. Loaded in. Spell that one for us. Love it. Yeah. Pomela. 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 Wow. That's yeah. awesome. This is a good one. Big you know, oxide booster. Oh, you'll feel like you take it before you go work out in the morning. You'll be, oh, it's just amazing. So pomegranates, when we pick up a pomegranate at the store, are we getting pomegranates that are not the Mediterranean pomegranate? 
It's a good question. You're not. And it's really hard to get what's extracted out of this special extract called punglicans. So what you're getting mostly from the store is it's amazing to eat those fruits. Don't get me wrong, right? You get the vitamin C and all of the amazing constituents that come with whole food. But uh, punglicans are shown to increase healthy bacteria uh, in the salivatory glands. Um, it's also a prebiotic. It does everything under the sun, no pun intended. So, Wow, oh, that is awesome. awesome. I love it. I love it. So can you explain a little bit? Because I've also heard about uh, sunscreens and stuff are actually affecting the ocean life. Like oh. the Great Barrier Reef has, had, has been damaged because of swimmers and surfers putting on various kinds of sunscreen. So can you talk a little bit about when people should use some sort of sunscreen and what they should be using if they decide that they want to use some sort of sunscreen? That's a great question. I also, it's so important to protect mother earth. And one of my favorite things to do is be in the ocean and I love to surf and I, I love to, um, snorkel and so there is one company that i really do trust uh i also know through there's a, a certified non-for-profit called friends of the sea and they put their labels on certain sunscreens i love a sunscreen company called um aloe up and their products are 40 percent aloe based um, and they do have a protective from UVB radiation, but they use more of a zinc oxide than some of the other crap that's out there. And this uh, stuff is made with like a tree nut oil and it just absorbs in the skin, makes you feel so good. It has zero crap um, and it does not. It's been shown to not mess up our oceans and our coral reefs are so they need to be protected more now than ever. Right. So because they're filled with crap. And yeah. we allow that word on this show. I just want Amen. to. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's time that people stop thinking about me and right. start thinking about we, right? And when you, right. uh, yeah, Mother Earth is not a separate thing from us. And so it's time that we pour back into that beautiful cup. So we have uh, more of a symbiotic relationship. I'm, I love that you brought that up through that. Oh, <laughs> oh beautiful. Wow. Richard. Um, I know you have darker skin than Bryant's does, but yet you still sometimes burn, right? Can you explain that your skin color, can you explain how, does it affect whether you get a sunburn or not? And or you got to do that in 90 seconds. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, sure. Um, it actually, it doesn't necessarily determine whether or not you get a sunburn, but it determines how susceptible you are. So the degree of melanin that you have in your skin is determining whether your skin is darker or not. Um, even though we think of the color black or, or darker colors as being things that attract more sunlight, it actually attracts more heat as opposed to attracting more sunlight. So darker skin is actually more protective for us. Um, not everybody has that, but those that come from ancestry that's more south of the equator, it is a genetic thing, um, will tend to have that darker skin that is a little bit more protective. Woo! <laughs> oh my God. Okay. We got to do this weekly now. Uh, <laughs> summer's here. We're dealing with teens over the summer and it's going to be bleeding out to the parents and the grandparents. So I want to thank you both so, so much. Um, Dominique. Thank you. Thank you. Next up is Don Sanders with Ahuga.
my Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Yeah, hi. Good morning. This is Adele Luttrell, family therapist in Torrance. And this morning, I'm going to talk about uh, heroes. And I know when we think of heroes, maybe we think of famous people like uh, Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks. Or, of course, this is a teen sports station. So maybe we think of, you know, athletes like uh, Jackie Robinson, Michael Jordan, Serena Williams. We also think of, of heroes in everyday stories, classic mythology and modern day stories. But today I want to talk about everyday heroes, because I think that everyday heroes don't get enough recognition. And, you know, if you think about everyday heroes, for me, I think about people in my life that have gone above and beyond to help me. For example, doctors, maybe. I think of our law enforcement and I think of uh, fire firefighters, people that are in our community that go above and beyond to help us. And so I thought it might be fun to discuss a little bit later who our everyday heroes might be and to encourage the teens out there to identify who their heroes are. Is it a parent? Is it a relative? Is it a teacher? Is it a coach? Maybe a friend? Maybe you haven't even thought about it, but I think if you think about it, you are going to be able to identify somebody in your life that's a hero. And Joseph Campbell, I like his definition of hero, very simple. He said a hero or a heroine is someone who has given his or her life to something bigger than oneself. And when I think of hero, I like to keep it real simple. It, I've probably read this somewhere, but I think of, you know, a hero as being an ordinary person who does something extraordinary. And we can all work on being extraordinary. Um, the definition of a hero is somebody who does courageous acts, has a noble character, someone who fights for a cause, like we're all doing. A person who has special achievements, abilities, or personal qualities. And those, I think those apply to athletes. Somebody that's regarded as a role model. And a, and a hero has different characteristics and qualities. Um, some that I listed, and there's many more. Having patience having courage, having compassion, having a strong conviction for something, being able to persevere, being humble, having confidence, being helpful, self-sacrificing, and being honest. So I'd like to also encourage teens to identify a hero in their life, but also find the, their own inner hero because each one of us is a hero. Whether you know it or not, you've had to embark on a journey with uh, heroic efforts. And maybe you teens don't think that you're a hero to somebody, but you can start um, developing your inner hero. You can pick uh, one quality of the heroes and, and work on that one quality. Maybe you want to work on being honest, or maybe you want to work on having more courage pick something and start working on it and get in touch with your inner hero because once you realize that you have these abilities within you to be heroic then you can be a hero for somebody else so i thought it would be kind of fun to go around and ask everybody here to maybe identify somebody that's been a hero in their life every day an everyday life hero and then maybe talk about if you've ever had to be heroic in your life. 
So I, I'd like to open up that discussion. And I see Dominique is ready to talk. And oh my gosh, this is a topic that's precious to my heart because our heroes in our life are inspire us to do things that we might not otherwise do. And my first hero in my life was my grandmother. And the reason why I, I just uh, view her as my hero, she's not with us anymore. But as a child, I knew that my grandmother had uh, joined an organization and had become a world citizen and that she was very proud of um, all the different nonprofits that she belonged to, where she had concern, global concern. And she was just a very simple farmer's wife, essentially, in, in rural Pennsylvania. And yet she found the time to join organizations and literally become a world citizen. So I, she was heroic to me in that uh, she encouraged me to study other cultures. And as a child, I fell in love with Russian fairy tales. So um, that's that's my my first hero is my grandmother. Oh, beautiful. That's so wonderful. I love that story. My grandmother was my first hero, too. Nice. Don, what do you say? Oh, I love uh, the discussion here. I got on a little late, had some technical difficulty, but Adele, I love what you said about the uh, uh, about Campbell and about a hero being somebody who uh, on their own uh, initiative uh, works for something larger than themselves. And so, I mean, just off the top of my head in my in my sangha, there's so many people who uh, work uh, for the for the welfare of others and, uh, you know, challenging all sorts of um, if you compared it to a river, like raging waters of obstacles and things that they get through and they keep going back to encourage, you know, uh, people that they are they feel responsible for and they've extended the hand of friendship to. And, uh, you know, they're they're like everyday heroes, unsung everyday heroes. If you saw them on the street, you wouldn't think, oh, there goes somebody special, maybe. But they are very special and that that they give uh, ceaselessly and, and tirelessly of themselves to uh, encourage and help other people. Nice. Beautiful. But Rachel. I love this. I have two people who immediately came to mind for very different reasons. Uh, both within my family, and there's so many in our community. But I was raised by a mom who was constantly and continues to constantly just see a need and meet it. She was never about being on boards or going to galas. Her whole thing was that when we were kids, I grew up in Santa Barbara. She would pack us all in the car as a single mom and load up the car with food and drive down to the fig tree and feed everybody. Um, it was homeless. And I continue to see her throughout the year. She sees someone cold on the street. She literally gets out of the car, walks up and says, what do you need? And five minutes later, she's at Costco getting them a jacket and boots. So she's just someone who sees a need and whether she is financially been in a place to do it or not, um, she's constantly looking out for others. And so I've just had so much respect that she's not there for acknowledgement. And then the last one I would say is my daughter, who um, just in light of the work that I do, um, struggled severely with her mental health and seeing her conquer it and manage it every day. I have so much respect for her and all of the other others in the world who are doing that. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Wow. We've got a couple of minutes left. Stephanie. I guess just because everything that I've dealt with in the last year, my heroes are 
the four boys that went into rehab and kicked fentanyl of Justin's friends. They're so my heroes. And then the two that spoke at his memorial that have remained sober and will do anything and go over anything to stay that way. Mm. So for me to see these kids mm. tackle something that is, uh, uh, it's very, very hard. They're my heroes. Nice. Sis. Yeah, that it's to see a young person be able to be that strong and courageous. And it, it, that's heroic. It's very heroic to be able to conquer a mental illness, like you said, Rachel, and to overcome an addiction. Those have got to be the hardest things in the world to deal with. Yeah. And I, I, that's just, that touches my heart. And I would just add to that, we forget that it's an everyday challenge too. It's not a one and done. Anyone navigating a mental health or substance use journey, they have to consciously make that decision every single day they wake up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And same with addiction, right? Every Mm -hmm. single day. It doesn't go away. It's a struggle, but they work on it every day. And my Mm -hmm. son was a hero to me. Yeah. He he was a hero. I missed... yeah. What happened? He was he was my hero for talking and telling me, and being honest with me, and you know, yeah, absolutely, nice. absolutely, yeah. Heroes don't always make it out alive, do they? But they're still heroes, nevertheless. Yeah, that's why I want to give a quick shout to all the coaches out there because to a lot of people like myself, it's the reason why I coached so many years, twenty eight years in this community, is because of the coaches uh, slash teachers coaches that I have had, that was the first time that I experienced um, the importance of volunteers like that in the community back in those days when we, we weren't paid, you know, you really did it for the love of. Um, and I remember when I graduated, we all had to go in uh, chapel and say what we wanted to do after graduation. And I, I'll never forget this all. So many people to my left and right were doing these crazy, amazing things, inoculating AIDS babies in Africa. And I'm looking at them like, oh, my God, like angels around me. And I was so hesitant. But when I went up and I said, I just wanted a coach. And I just it was a weird thing because I just didn't even think that's how can you compare that to inoculating babies that have AIDS in Africa? You know what I'm saying? But I I realized through all of that, of of the, the empowerment that making me who I am today was all the great coaching that I had including JP at Westmont, you know, giving me a chance to play soccer of a sport I've never played. And I ended up as the walk-on MVP. So people can make you much better than you thought you could possibly be. And that's the true thing of a hero, superhero in my mind, a mentor. And I go out and, and this is a little stretch, but you know, all of our first responders to me are heroes mm-hmm. in this community. So let's finish it up. Dominique, you want to close us out? Gosh, so much loved everyone. Our heroes don't know they're heroes until someone comes up and thanks them. So recognize that you teens, you may be a hero for someone who's never talked to you about it. So shine your light and just do every day those wonderful things that make your life better and makes the world a better place. Beautiful, D. Hey, we've got a lot of show. We got Rachel right after these messages. Stay here.
back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, I'm Rachel Steidel. I'm the executive director of Youth Well. So happy to be here today uh, sharing with teens and families. Uh, we are excited because a big focus of what Youth Well is about is um, early intervention and prevention around mental health and figuring out how we do more to support youth through age of, the age of 25 and their families and getting support and resources in our community. And we are launching new parent support groups and youth support groups this summer. Some are spe specifically for parents who are wanting to learn new skills and be able to connect more with their teens because this is a challenging age to navigate. And um, the other is for parents who have a young person who is struggling with a mental health challenge who could use more support. And then we're also doing one for teens who are have been through recovery, have been through treatment, and are now managing their recovery with mental health or substance use and wanting to continue to get more support from their peers. I'm just such a believer that um, we need people that we can reach out to, learn from, connect with, and not feel so isolated when we're struggling. Nice. I have a quick question for you, Rachel, because I talk to Stephanie about this weekly because she's our community advocate. So are we at a place right now where we feel comfortable in saying that if a child needs services, they're going to get those services or is there still a lag time and we got to figure that out? How, how, how are we doing there? Not great. There's a huge lag time for several reasons. We have a big staffing shortage in our community and the needs are only increasing. And so one of the things that's so important is that people ask for help early on because sometimes it's not people needing therapeutic resources. Sometimes it's people needing to connect, be connected into something meaningful. So we do things like even on um, YouthWell, looking at all of the different volunteer opportunities that we have in the community. We just talked about being heroes and such a great way for youth to feel plugged into something is to find something meaningful to them. So getting creative with what we see as a resource beyond just therapeutic, because it is a challenge. Dominique. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, I really enjoyed when we were working with PAL because getting the kids comfortable with their law enforcement so that they can go up to an officer and say, Hey, this may be a situation where I need some help that just creating that more of a comfortableness between our first responders and our kids is a really healthy thing for our communities. But the other thing about mental health is um, I try to educate kids. And this is why Rachel is saying, hey, come to these support groups. When you understand how the brain works, you realize, oh, my brain is wired for repeating trauma. So I go to a support group because I got people who can help me understand this is how my brain's working. And I can flip to going, thank you, body, for the information. Now I'm going to think about happy and I don't have to keep replaying the trauma. So this is part of what we're trying to express to our teens is that when you join the various kinds of support groups that Rachel is supporting with YouthWell, you have a quicker opportunity to get plugged into the system and get some help either for yourself or for a family member and really understand mental health. And that um, it's not so much necessarily about willpower, but more of going, how does this brain work, especially as I'm growing as a teen with all the emotions and the hormones and the crazy stuff going on? How do I grapple with that? Do well in school, do well in sports and have great family relationships. So definitely join YouthWell's programs. 
Mm-hmm. And I would just add to that too, how important it is that we're all at every single age learning new tools to manage our self-care, right? Mm-hmm. It used to be that we, when we talked about mental health, we associated it with mental illness. And the reality is we all have mental health. We all have to navigate it every day, but we don't always have the tools to do it. Right. Right. And we all, my, 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 my question is when everybody keeps saying, we've got this here, we've got that, all they have to do is come. You guys should not. And I I mean, I don't mean I'm trying to be diplomatic. I feel that there's a place for you to be going to the schools. I feel like there's a place for the policemen to be going to the school if they want to connect. I don't think it should be left up to the child. I think the reach out program should be a dual effort in our community. They go out there. They 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 get on the kids level. And Stephanie, that's a big part of what we're focused on. And I couldn't agree with you more. It's it's our community coming together and working collaboratively to be mm-hmm. able to provide the resources and support and wraparound to youth and their families. Families shouldn't right. have to work this hard to get support. Talk to them about you know drugs or fentanyl what they need to hear is a policeman or, or somebody that's been through an experience and and not scare them you know we have our kid like i've always said our kids have enough on their plate right now but anyhow nonetheless i think our education needs to be you know like what the youth well program what you're you're providing i think that's really helpful and i think a reach out program for us to go out there or for anybody the police to go out there and say hey we're here we're here and connect with them you're not alone. That's that's our favorite message. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And and for all we know that that's it's taking place right now. It's like you said, you know, the whole connection with the kids instead of going their turf, just like you said, Stephanie's just what you're doing, Rachel. Bring it on the kids' turf. You know, go to yes, the kids. Bring the resources to them. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because it just awesome. seems like we're splitting it out. But listen, these are just things that it's good to talk about it and. We have the same talking points. We have the same wants and desires. We got to lower this three hundred percent increase of fentanyl. Okay, <laughs> that's but a I big think fight. You need to pay attention to think, it. But Erica, I also think parents take responsibility. Parents need to take a course too. Parents are responsible, just like everybody else. I think that if kids struggling, that parent should be learning about the drug, learning about how to get on the kids' level. So I think it's like collaborating, like in everything that everybody does in our community would be helpful. That's why we're putting as much into um, support groups for parents, workshops for parents and youth, because I am a mom of three kids, the girls between 20 and 24, and wow. you can't do this work alone. And parents right. and youth need to learn alongside each other. And I will say I see more and more parents stepping into the conversation, but the challenge is they're reaching out for support and not getting it because of the amount of wait right. lists. So right. It, it's, a, it's a hard time for families right now. Right. Dominique. Well, I was just going to say, maybe Adele could address the fact it's so interesting that if one member of the family starts working with a therapist, how it affects the whole family. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, my goodness. It's so true. Um, Just having the one person be in the therapy, being heard, listened to, validated, teaching them new tools and skills. It has it affects the whole family. That's part of family systems right um so yeah just getting one person in therapy and i always tell the people that come to therapy and i swear i believe this with all my heart you are the healthiest one in your family because you Mm -hmm. showed up for help you are not in denial so just 
even a teenager going in for therapy, learning new skills, that will affect how their parents interact with them. If they're learning a new skill, you can't not affect one another when you're part of a system. And it works the other way, unfortunately. You know, if there's untreated mental health stuff going on that's just tearing the family apart, that's horrible. Addiction, really, we've seen that in so many families, really tears a family apart when, when there's no help or support. But like, and I like what you said, Rachel, that all of us have mental health. We, and we all have mental health issues. None of us is perfectly mentally healthy all of the time. And it, and there's different stages of life where you have worse mental health and sometimes you have better, but it is a constant struggle and working with yourself. None of us are immune to having something happen to us that can really affect our mental health. My sister's a good case right there. Something could happen that's tragic that really we are affected. So none of us are immune. And so I think just anybody getting any sort of support has a, makes a big difference. Well, and Adele, I'll, I talk to parents all the time that it's not always about parents doing things wrong because so often as a parent, you take all of that on. It's that all of your kids have different needs and the way we communicate with our kids. And sometimes it's just getting support on how you open up those conversations, adjust your parenting. And again, learning new tools to be able to meet those needs. Absolutely. And it's parents do get blamed a lot for things. And it's not fair because, like you said, every kid comes in with something. I say kids kids come in with an agenda. (laughs) Well, and this generation of teens is under more pressure than any previous generations when you look at how much they have coming at them on a daily basis and how much is available to them through social media that they're navigating. I mean, the, the stuff that they're saying. I don't remember saying at the age of 14, I don't remember ever being in fear that someone was going to come and shoot people on my campus. Oh my God. That's I mean, the kids worst. are dealing with a lot of issues, not to mention the intense pressure to get into schools and how the level of what's expected of you just keeps going up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, each generation, like I said, has their, I mean, I, I, I I like to watch a lot of historical pieces. Mm. Um, I still, I wouldn't want to put it up there to go World War One or World War Two. I will say that because when the town gets wiped out of all their men and they're all going to oh. war and only twenty percent return, or if you're a helicopter pilot during Vietnam and you had a five percent chance of making it through, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's not. Am I going to die today? So you definitely have to navigate through it. You need to form a support team. You need to look inside. And I love the whole mindfulness training. We're trying to give as many tools on this program, which is team-based, but it's going to affect everybody. The parents can look at it. The grandparents can look at it. Um, And I love when I get feedback from my friends who many are grandparents, and they'll give their little tips of wisdom, which they know their grandparent didn't talk to them like that, or their parent didn't talk to them like that, but it is the age of communication. So I think that's all important. Listen, we've got a little bit of show left. We got Don Sanders right after these messages. People talking without speaking. People hearing without listening. People writing. We are back, and this is the sound of our teen sports radio show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. 
am. Hi, for Teen Sports Radio. I'm Don Sanders, DonsMassageOhi.com. And I want to give you a, a huga for your consideration, a Scandinavian, a Danish tradition, meaning uh, something that gives you a comfy, cozy feeling or an expand, expanded feeling like you were receiving a hug, you know, only not an actual physical hug. And so... Uh, Yesterday, my, my daughter returned from a yoga teacher training class in Peru, and we were able to have lunch. My son had a day off, so we all ate lunch together. And uh, that last segment, you guys were talking about breakthroughs, family breakthroughs, and I asked them for a little bit of guidance. I consider them my teachers now that they're all grown up. And uh, I, I, I asked for some guidance about our family. And, and uh, you know, my daughter says, you know, Dad, some of my earliest memories are you yelling. And my son's just kind of quiet. And I think he nodded his head, you know, but she goes, I'm so proud of you that, you know, here we are today having this conversation, because if you hadn't have done work and you hadn't, you know, if you hadn't worked on yourself, we wouldn't be able to, I, I wouldn't be here having this conversation with you now. And so uh, as you, that, that one kind of gets me, that one kind of chokes me up a little bit, but I just thought, boy, what gratitude I have for, um, for, you know, saying yes to this. I, yesterday I was thinking like, Sometimes, like right now, I feel like the Jim Carrey movie, The Yes Man, where the guy sometimes goes up and down like a yo-yo at negative thoughts, and he just decides to start saying yes to everything. So <laughs> I said yes to lunch with my kids and a walk yesterday. And then I tried, a friend dropped off an electric bike, said, try this if you like it. You know, I don't want very much for it. And, I, and I'm like, well, I'm not sure it has enough power. And my wife says, well, I bought it. And then and then uh, yesterday she goes, come on, you know, one of my girlfriends went up to Bakersfield and, and uh, rescued this dog that was going to be euthanized. And, uh, and my mother, her mother's taking care of it. We're going to go look at it. And I looked at it. And then so we're so later today, we're getting a dog. <laughs> and I, That's met a lot. I met the thing and it seems sweet. And and I'm just saying I'm putting these thoughts in my mind like. But what about my vegetable gardens that aren't fenced and don't have any pr protection? And what about this? And what about that? So I'm just like, stop it. One of my favorite covers of Take a Giant Step was by Taj Mahal. Come with me, leave your yesterday, your yesterday behind, and take a giant step outside your mind. And so <laughs> here I am against all odds with a, with a united happy family still. When, you know, an earlier version of me could have blown that all out of the water. And so that's that's the micro level. Now, on the macro level, I was listening to Dr. Greg Braden, who is a uh, geologist who's also been involved with lots of spiritual work. He's been doing these prayer vigils around the world where people all pray for things at the same time. And so our whole civilization is based on about a 5,100 year period where the schools are content to teach this thing of like we slowly develop to the high point of culture now. 5,100 years later, he says a growing body of evidence suggests we've had many, many of these 5,100 year cycles. And there's been a high point of knowledge that sometimes gets suppressed or lost or put aside for a while. And, and uh, it's mind blowing. I mean, just like, you know, the, the giant fit together 20 ton stones of the pyramids. They think now, instead of being dragged along on logs, like we saw in school, that they were actually poured in a molten form into forms. And wow. Uh, we don't have the technology for that now, but maybe somebody did. <laughs> so, so I just wanted to throw these out for your, for your consideration, you know, like the micro to the macro and back again. Nice. Love well, it. Um, we love, love it. it. Sounds like a great day you have planned. 
<laughs> well, getting to, getting getting to know my new family member. <laughs> <laughs> we want to pick her next week. Yeah. Do you, oh, okay. have, a, do you have a do you have a name? Uh, well, it already had a name. It's Rain. Rain. Oh, Rain. How appropriate. So apparently it's five siblings already got adopted and maybe it, you know, it had the initial growth spurt and wasn't cute enough. So it didn't get adopted and it was going to be put down. So <gasps> we have a new dog, Rain. Oh, <laughs> so beautiful. Well, I, thought, I, I, I thought you were going to name him Lucky. <laughs> well, I guess it's, it's probably malleable enough to where we could change the name, but so far nobody's. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Santa Barbara, we got to close out the show. Thank you. Eternity Ready Radio will be on the Global Conference June 10th, 11 o'clock. Check that out. Smile. Be happy. God bless. See you next week. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single day. Minds are powerful. I don't need batteries to play.